Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome in to episode 14 on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. So excited for you to join us today on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you for joining in. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a message that um, the Lord laid on my heart literally right before I began to record today. And I went over my notes a little bit. It's a message that I had preached before. But with everything going on in our country um, right now, um, it just feels fitting. And I think the Holy Spirit is going to use it today. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you today through this message. Because let's face it, guys, there are some giants that have risen up in our land of the United States of America. I know there might be listeners listening in different parts of the world today. Um, But there's giants that are being risen up by the enemy all over the world. And I feel an anointing to preach this thing today. I'm telling you, um, this message is going to encourage you, lift you up, and will give you some strength, I believe. I believe it's a word for this season. So pay attention, please, for the next couple of moments and let the word of God uh, sink into your heart and let it transform uh, your mind in your heart and your perspective on where it is that we are at because we can slay giants in our own anointing. We're called to slay giants with our own armor. So the title to today's message is Slay Giants in Your Own Anointing, in Your Own Armor. Amen. And it's going to come um, from 1 Samuel chapter 16. And it's where David kills Goliath. Starting in verse 32 here, the Bible says, Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I will go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, When a lion and a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it and club it. And rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Come on, somebody. David was a warrior. I have done this to both lion and bear, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will also rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped on the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. Pay attention to this. And David said, I cannot go in these. He protested to Saul, I am not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. 
Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, one of my favorite parts in scripture, You come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and face down. And fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine. With only a sling and a stone. For he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him. And cut off his head. Father I pray. That you would bless the reading of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. May it fall on good soil. And may it produce fruit in your people today. Lord God, we honor you, we love you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So like I said today, I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to talk to you about walking in your own calling, destiny, and purpose, and also talk about some of these giants that have rose up in the earth. But I want to talk to you about using the tools that he has given you for you to use the weapons that God has given you and not try to put on anyone else's armor. Come on, somebody. I came to encourage you today to simply be you. I came to tell you that God has your own armor and anointing to operate in because watch this. God is ready to raise up a generation of giant slayers in the nation of America. Let me say that again. God is ready to raise up a generation of giant slayers in the nation of America. It doesn't take much to look outside in our streets and our cities and see that chaos is taking place. To see the giants that we are facing. And can I encourage you also that God sees it. I believe that he's ready to raise up a generation of young people. I believe he's ready to raise up a generation of older people who will walk in their calling and anointing to go out and face these giants that have rose up in the land. I remember the story of Caleb in the book of Numbers where he is an 80-year-old man and there's giants on the property. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There was giants on his property that had been promised to him and he said, I'm old, but I've still got some fight left in me. This ain't just about young people this morning. I'm telling you right now that God is still ready to raise up an older generation of fathers who've said, I've still got some fight in me left. Come on. I'm willing to go fight, but not only just to face them, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave with their heads. I'm ready to leave with the head of the enemy. So can I also be very transparent and real today with you in the room? 
the enemy has raised up giants in our land to try to shut us down, to try to intimidate us, to try to scare us, to try to convince us we have no calling, destiny, or purpose for the kingdom of God, that they're they're too big, that they're too strong, that we are too young, or that we're too old, or that the giants are too big, or they're too strong, or that somehow we can't do anything about this taunting Goliath that we face, that we cannot make a difference no matter what we do. Can I be real and transparent to you? There is giants of suicide and depression that our generation is facing. There's giants of addiction facing us now with drugs and alcohol like never before. There are giants of lust that have been fueled by pornography that have tried to overtake our generation. It's very obvious there is a giant of racism in our country. There is a Philistine in our land called COVID-19. Come on somebody. There have been giants of fear and anxiety that have been raised up that say nothing's going to change. The only thing you can do is worry about it instead of pray. But I've come to tell you guys today that God has sent me to encourage you. That God has sent me with a with an assignment to call you higher that God has sent me to tell you that you can do something that you can pray and that you can see a shift that you can take down the giants that you are facing and a matter of a fact that he has called you and is calling you to take them down God is preparing you to do so God is looking for a generation of people like David who will say I'm young but I'll fight I'm young but I'll go I'm old but I'll go I'm young but I'll pray. I'm old, but I'll continue to pray. I'm young, but I'll walk out on the battlefield that God's given me. I'm older, but I don't care. I got some fight left in me. I'll walk out on a battlefield and use the weapons that God has trained me in. I'm not going to try to do this in someone else's armor. Let me tell you something right now. We're coming out of a season right now where everything was shut down. And those ones, I feel, I Thank you, Lord, because I, I, I hear you right now speaking to me. The Lord is saying the ones who were with him in the shutdown and that were shut away with the heavenly father and the Holy Spirit of God are the ones that he will rise up to face these giants that are in our land. I'm not going to try to do it in someone else's armor. I'm not going to try to do it in someone else's anointing. I'm going to break out the weapon that God has given me. I'll use a sling. I'll use my influence. I'll use my career. I'll use my praise as a weapon. I don't care what happens. I'm going to use the weapons that God has given me. By the way, can I give you guys a heads up on this? Praise is a weapon. I'm reminded of a couple of times in the Bible where God instructed the children of Israel to put praisers in the front. One time when they crossed the Jordan River and stepped into the promised land and into their destiny. And as soon as they did, there was a battle. But it didn't start out like you thought it would. God said, put the praisers in the front. Come on, somebody. March seven times and on the seventh blow that trumpet and scream and shout and begin to praise and watch that giant fall. Another time in the Bible in Second Chronicles where a giant army has assembled against Israel. And the Bible said that King Jehoshaphat inquired of the Lord of what to do. I believe that God has heard the cry of his children who have inquired and said, Lord, what must we do? I believe one thing the Lord is speaking today is for the worshipers to get back in the front. I feel this thing. I feel it this morning. 
God's saying, put the worshipers in the front. That David anointing needs to go up front. And we're going to watch some giants be slayed in our country and in the world that we are facing, that the enemy has risen up. What happened when they began to worship was that in Second Chronicles, that it confused the enemy and they actually killed each other. I came to tell somebody today that your praise is a weapon. Just don't go into church thinking you came to sing a few songs. You better go to church coming to worship the King of glory. Because when the battle is raging and all hell is sent against you and you begin to praise in the middle of it, you're going to confuse the enemy because the enemy's going to think, why are they praising? I've been coming after them with everything that I've got. I, how, how can they praise? It's, it's confusing to the enemy when you'll praise in the middle of your battle, in the middle of your storm, trial, and tribulation. Your enemy will be scattered at the sound of your praise. How many of you know David was a praiser? He wrote most of the books that we read in Psalms, right? David was a, was a praiser. Back to the text here, because I want to warn you of something. David walks up to Saul and says, don't worry about the giant. I got this. And Saul says, get out of here. What are you talking about? You're only a boy. And I want to warn you that some, not all folks, not all folks will write you off when you talk about slaying some giants. Some might doubt your skill or ability to do so, but don't listen to them. God has called you. God has equipped you. Saul's statement contradicts itself anyways, because watch this. He says that Goliath been training in a man of war since his youth. But what he didn't know was that while no one was looking, David was doing some training as a youth himself. Man, that's so good. I came to tell the enemy and every devil in hell today that if you're going to train and try to raise up a generation starting in their youth, we as the body of Christ are going to do the same thing. We're going to raise up the generation behind us and equip them to battle and do spiritual warfare. We as the body of Christ, we have to do the same and raise up a generation that's ready to combat and slay the giant that the enemy is trying to raise up. A lot of us have children and we better and need to be raising them up to be giant slayers. To be giant slayers that says abortion's got to go. Addiction's got to go. Racism's got to go. We've got to train and raise up some giant slayers in the, in the next generation that says addiction's got to go. Racism's got to go. By the way, college students, don't be surprised when you walk onto the battlefield of your school that other people your age have been trained up to combat your principles and your way of living as a Christian working folk. Don't be surprised when you walk into a workplace and you're catching small waves of persecution because you're different and representing the kingdom. Amen. Those people knowing or unknowing have been trained up since they was young. But watch this. Ephesians 6 tells us that f flesh and blood is not our enemy. So they are not your enemy. It is the spirit behind them that's trying to raise up giants in our generation that's the enemy. That's one thing that some folks don't understand about David in this text is that he knew his enemy. David didn't pick up five extra stones in case he missed. He knew his enemy and he picked up five stones for the five brothers of Goliath because he was ready to take all them jokers out. Come on. Let's get to know the enemy 
to our generation a bit because fear's got a brother and his name is anxiety. Hate's got a brother and his name is racism. Suicide has a brother and his name is depression. Compromise has a father and his name is sin. We better get to know our enemy so that we'll be ready to slay that enemy. Know your enemy. So Saul tells David, no. There's no way I'm sending you out to fight this giant. There's no way I'm sending you out as, as a representative of our nation. There's no way for you to try to kill this giant who is mocking and, and ridiculing God and us. Saul says, there's no way. I'm not, I'm not sending you out for this. This is a suicide mission. But what do we see happen next? David says something that catches the attention of King Saul. And what is it? I want you to pay attention to this right here, because what it is, it's a testimony. Oh, Jesus, help us with this. It's a testimony of I'm a shepherd. I'm looking out for others constantly. And when the enemy attacks, when a lion and a bear attacks, I run out to meet it and fight that thing. I don't sit back. I don't wait. I run straight for it, just like he ran straight for Goliath. David says, I beat it to death and protect what God has entrusted me with. Woo! Y'all better pay attention to that. David is a man of righteousness. David says, I beat it to death and protect that thing that God has entrusted me with. What would happen if you would begin to protect the things that God has entrusted you with and not walk in compromise? See, David says, I protect it when nobody's looking. I protect it when nobody's paying attention. I'm willing to kill the thing that compromises the safety of what God has entrusted me with. Let me tell you something today. Children of God, those lions and those bears represent compromise in your life. The compromise of purity, the compromise of your God-given talent and callings, the compromise of sin. And if you don't club it to death when it attacks you, you don't have a testimony that can put you in a position to change the course of your life that right there will preach if you don't club compromise to death when it attacks you you don't have a testimony that can put you in a position to change the course of your life because watch this it's that testimony that gives Saul the confidence in him to release him to slay the giant Saul has made a decree earlier that whoever kills Goliath gets to marry one of his daughters and his entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. So David, although he has already been anointed the next king, although these people don't know that yet, sets himself up for a blessing by marrying into the royal family and sets his entire family up for financial blessing, crossing generations because he had established himself with a testimony of doing what was right when nobody was looking. Shoo. People of God, when you can establish yourself as a person God can trust when no one is looking, he will put you on a stage and a platform to slay giants when everybody's looking. Come on, somebody. When you establish yourself as a person that God can trust when no one is looking, he will put you on a stage and a platform to slay giants when everybody's looking, which in return not only sets you up for success and blessing, but can set a nation free and, and, and of course, taking the enemy out the themselves because watch this when the armies of Israel seen David slay Goliath it rose up faith and it rose up courage in them to say if he can fill us a kill a Philistine if David can kill a Philistine 
and he can kill a giant, I can kill a Philistine, my God. If that boy can kill a giant, I can kill a Philistine. And they run off the armies of the Philistines off of the land of Israel. What would happen in America if a generation rose up that said, I've been slaying lions and bears of compromise when nobody's looking, and I'm ready to slay the giant of abortion in our country. I'm ready to slay the giant of suicide and depression. I'm ready to slay the giant of fear. I'm ready to slay the giant of the fear tied to COVID-19. I'm ready to slay the giant of anxiety. I'm ready to slay the giant of racism in our country. I'll tell you what would happen. A nation would have courage and faith to rise up. And faith would rise up in it and we would see these things eradicated from our country. I wonder if I have a generation of people listening to the show today that says, Lord, I will go send me. I'll go slay some giants for the kingdom of God. Give God a shout of praise wherever you are. Scare somebody in the gym this morning or this evening while you're listening to and just begin to praise God and say God I thank you for the anointing I thank you for that giant slaying power that you are establishing and pouring out over my head right now and I'm ready and I'm answering the call of God on my life Jesus 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 so back to our text here and I'm going to wrap up today's show with this but David gets the okay from Saul and Saul says, okay, go out and fight him. And and Saul here, he does what, what only seems to be the proper thing to do. What any good king would do for a person who's being sent out on this suicide mission, and that is offer David his armor. He offers to wrap him in something that was never created for him. Hmm. The Bible says that Saul tried to give him a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. Number one, a bronze helmet in these times are these big bulky helmets that would have covered up his entire face or covered up his entire head and face with a bronze strip coming over his nose. This helmet would have interfered or impaired with his vision or visibility to sling the stone effectively. The other was a coat of mail, and I'm sure y'all have seen those old movies with knights in armor, right, who had what looked like long metal shirts. And what that is is it's, it's military clothing made up of metal rings and plates. That's what a coat of mail is. It was meant to stop penetration of arrows or swords. But watch this. It's very restrictive. Mm. I love that David was smart enough to understand. I can't accomplish my mission trying to do this in someone else's armor. Just like I hope you're smart enough today to understand you can't accomplish your mission trying to operate in someone else's anointing. Man, that's good preaching right there. Because I came to tell you today that God has your own anointing, calling, purpose for your life to accomplish the mission that he has for you. Do we understand what the anointing is? Watch this. One of the one of the Hebrew words for anointing is balil. And it literally means to mix and to mingle. And that's what anointing oil is. It's all these oils and incense mixed and mingled together. And when we talk about the anointing on people's lives... What that is, is God mixing and mingling his supernatural power with your natural power and abilities that he has blessed you with. And when that supernatural power of the Holy Ghost hits your natural power, giftings and callings that God has placed on your life, you're able to now do things and accomplish things that normally you could not have done. 
But here's the kicker. Watch this. You can't accomplish what God wants to through the anointing if you're trying to operate in someone else's. You can't fight the battle you're intended to win for God's glory trying to wear another one's armor. It will restrict your vision and mobility to be effective to win the battle. And actually what you do is expose yourself to the enemy by restraining and restricting yourself because you have no business doing what you're doing. Hmm. Let me help us understand this in a practical way. I am not T.D. Jakes. I am not Kevin Wallace. I'm not Damon Thompson. I'm not Ron Carpenter. I'm not uh, any of these pastors that I just mentioned. I'm not Jim Rayleigh, one of my favorite pastors. Those men can reach others that I cannot. Their voice, their level of wisdom, their personality, their sphere of influence is something that I don't have. All of these things are what makes us different and allows us to reach different folks. But guess what? They aren't me either. None of those guys are going to walk into Coffee County Courthouse here in my hometown and be able to keep a man from being sent to prison and given a chance to be discipled and follow Jesus here at Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. They haven't been through some of the things that I've been through. I haven't been through some of the things that they have been through. I can reach others that they cannot and vice versa. And watch this. I cannot reach the people that God has set before you to reach. Come on. This is empowering for us to get a hold of today. My voice carries no weight at Pillsbury Factory where one of my friend Caleb worked. I have another friend, Adam, who works at Home Depot. And I, I haven't established a testimony in those places or have relationship with those people that they're surrounded with my my friend Adam he was in the Marines he has anointing to be able to share Jesus with military people God established him with a testimony on the other side of the military and now he is anointed to be able to reach those folks God has established us all with our individual testimonies to reach the world around us for the gospel and I'm closing with this right here I want you to pay attention to this because sometimes God will bring you out of something simply to send you back in to deliver others from it. Think about Moses, right? He grew up in Egypt. God raises him right up under Pharaoh's nose. Then delivers him out of Egypt and sends him back into Egypt to deliver the children of Israel, God's people. They were God's people the entire time, but they were enslaved and imprisoned by the giant of the Egyptian empire, the biggest and most powerful country on the face of the earth at the time. Maybe you've been battling the giant of depression and suicide because God's going to deliver you and send you in after others. Maybe you have faced the giant of addiction because God's going to deliver you from it so that he can so that you can help others be set free. That's what he's done with me. That's what we do at Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. God delivered me and he sent me back in. God delivered Tasha, our women's director at Miriam House, and he sent her back in. Every single one of my staff members have been delivered from addiction and then have been sent back in after the others. 
And I'm talking about any kind of addiction, addiction to pornography, TV, video games, food, whatever that may be. Maybe you have faced the giant of insecurity because God's going to set you free today and send you back in after folks dealing with it. Maybe he delivered you from cutting so that you can help deliver the cutter. The Bible says at the end of our text that he took Goliath's own sword and chopped off the enemy's head. The very thing that Goliath thought he would kill David with is the thing that was his demise. David used the tool God had trained him with and in to knock the enemy down and push him back. But watch this. This is powerful. The final blow was the very thing that the enemy thought he would use against David to kill him is what actually took him out completely. The Bible says that David ran to meet Goliath. He ran out to face his giant head on. My statement to you today is whatever giant that you are facing, whatever giant that that may be, I suggest that you run to meet it head on. If slaying a giant today looks like you having a moment of intimacy with God and turning something over to him, I would ask that you do so right now. If slaying the giant looks like meeting with your pastor or meeting with a, a, a friend and praying and seeking the face of God, I encourage you to do so. If it looks like shutting the door behind you and getting in a prayer closet to slay the giant that's been taunting you, I pray that you do so because what David said is the Lord is going to take you out today, Goliath. You come at me with a spear and javelin, but the, the battle is the Lord's. I just want to encourage you today, run out, face your giant. And we, as the body of Christ, need to run out and face the giants that we are facing in our country, the giant of racism, the giant of COVID-19, the giant of hate and bigotry, the giant of perversion and homosexuality in our country, the giants that are taunting America. If we will run out to meet them head on, And by the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit, allow the battle to be the Lord's. He will show up in a mighty way and we will leave with the head of the giant that has come after us. I want to pray with you today. Lord Jesus, I thank you that we can slay giants, but in our own anointing and the anointing that you have given us, Father. Don't let us put on any other people's armor. Don't let us try to look and be like others when God you have an assignment for us that is specifically for us and there is a power and anointing available to us to make that happen Lord bless us with the wisdom and revelation of your son Jesus Lord let us study your word and know you on a greater level father I pray for an anointing for your people today to slay giants to operate in their own anointing Lord speak to them Holy Spirit Speak to the listeners right now and let them know that you have an anointing for them, that you have power available to them, supernatural power, that Baliel will happen, the supernatural power of God hitting their life, mixing and mingling with their natural abilities and powers that you have blessed them with, God, and we can see giants slayed in our country. And Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. 
We will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.